Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. So good to be in the house of God and I just want to take this time to thank Pastor Priji and Rashmi, Pastor, Pastor Priji, Pastor Rashmi and especially Pastor Jojo for giving me this opportunity and like so uh, it was recently I was writing and suddenly at the same time, at, in fact the same day, um, Pastor Jojo texted me, he's like, Pinas, can you share the word? And, I was like, okay, <laughs> probably this is what was on my heart. So uh, what I'm going to share today is about passion. So my topic for today is passion, a drive or a destination. If I, if I were to ask you what is passion, what would your answer be? Can we, can we just randomly come up with answers? Something you desire, your zeal your determination, you long for, yes, something that you long for, something that you desire. And what I did was I just uh, texted a few of my friends and I just thought of asking them what do they think passion is and there were some answers that I got here. So I had a friend that says something that you love to do and keeps you happy. There was someone who said that something that you would give your 110% for even after you have failed. That, that's wow. And there was, there was this close friend of mine who says that something you love to do not because, and not because you need to. And to an extent that you would put everything, whatever comes your way, to ensure that it is done. And the last one, I just took a few. I, I did not take many answers. So something that uh, I would love to do or something that I would love to follow in life. I was, I was pretty astonished. I'm like, wow, these, these are like beautiful answers. And if I, if I have to look at the, uh, you know, dictionary, the dictionary says it is a strong and barely controllable. It is an emotion. And it also says it is an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. Something uh, that arouses, it arouses great expectation. These, were, these are a few definitions, but I also looked up um, in the, I was just uh, doing a research and it also, it also talks about Jesus. It also talks about the suffering of Jesus. I was surprised that there were, there's this one list of, of definitions where it is all positive, like, you know, all, all, of, we, all of us described where it is, it is something that you would love to do, something that you desire to do. And there was, there was this side where it talks about Jesus. And, you know, when I looked for the root word, it comes from a Latin word that is passionem. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. So... Um, it's, which also means suffering or endurance. It's, it's totally an opposite of what we just, you know, what we just defined. But 
Yeah, there is endurance, but uh, what about suffering? What about what, what about those times when uh, you you are you are in this place where I'm like God, I don't know. And so, it, I also look for a Hebrew definition. So the Hebrew definition, it, it also, there's a word that says it, to cleave onto. So if you see the meaning of the word cleave onto is to, to split or to break. And biblically, it is to join. So, so different. So it's so, it's so different. Uh, so we, can we can we say this? Can we believe that passion is our cleaving to God? It is something that we lean on to God uh, to do. It is something that does not come by. Uh, it cannot be taught. It is something that it's it's not it's not something that can be taught. But it is something that is contagious. It is something that can you know pass on. Yeah? Can we go to uh, the book of John, chapter 3, verse 30, uh, 16? John, chapter 3, verse 16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's the NLT version. The amplified version says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish. Do you think giving away is passion? Do you see that there is so much passion in that verse already? We have been taught that verse ever since we were born again Christians and you know, even before being baptized, everyone came and told us that, you know, God died for you, God so loved the world. And we have, we have literally learned the, this verse and it's on the tip of our tongue. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But, but there is so much power in that verse. There's so much passion you know it was on god's heart he was passionate about giving away his son uh, so from this can we derive a first point uh, where i'm going to do just five points not much it reminds me of pastor Bridgie when there was a time where he used to do five pointer sermons and uh, so the first one would be passion as a calling passion is a calling uh, i'm not here to differentiate what is passion and what is your calling and I'm not here to talk about that but but about the father's heart how he was passionate so uh, if you go to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 32 since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us won't he also give us everything else it's so beautiful he gave his own son. He, it was on his mind that his son would come and his son would live the life on this earth and that would be his call to live, to die for us and to rise again for us. 
Yeah. So, uh, it was God's ultimate purpose to bring Jesus into this world, and He was passionate about people like us. We were on His mind even before, you know, even before everything else was formed. The, the whole plan of having Jesus on earth and having him die for us, having him rise for us, having him wait, and that he's coming again for us. It came from a place of love. It came from a place of passion. He was so passionate. He was so zealous about us. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So it takes obedience, it takes humility, it takes dying to oneself, it takes having love within us to live that call. It, there are many times, it was, we might say it was easy for Jesus to live that call, but it was not. As much as he was God, 100%, he was man on earth, 100%. So, to, it, it took obedience, it took humility, it took dying to oneself, and it took love. Which I believe, uh, as human beings, it is, it is hard. It is not something that we can, you know, easily give into. Giving into obedience is something, it's a mending of a hard process. Giving into uh, being, uh, humble is it's not easy if if you are in a place where you know you you are always brought down but then you are brought to a place where uh, you know where where god is just mending your heart not to discourage you not to hurt you but to you know allow allow you to be in this place where uh because of being humble, he, he knows when and how to lift us up. He knows what it, it takes dying to oneself to be humble. It, it is not easy. It, we think that being humble would be thinking less of ourselves, but I, I don't think of that. I, I believe it, it takes dying to oneself, you know, by giving it to God. It's, it's about our heart. It's about our heart with God, which, and also passion is connected to purpose. So, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Now that is a purpose. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. That was the purpose on his mind. That was the purpose he allowed Jesus to come into this world. So it is the same with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that who, everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Again, there was purpose. There is one more, uh, uh, there's a one more verse, John 10, 10, for it says, in the Amplified it says, the thief comes 
only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And the NLT version, it says, my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. My, the second part, my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. What God had on his heart was he carried a purpose. He carried a call. He carried a purpose. And as much as we are involved in, you know, carrying a purpose, there is always strategy behind it. There is always a plan. There is always a destination behind it. Right? So, uh, which would also allow us to go to our third point, which would say it is essential for us to kindle Passion is essential to kindle fire in our hearts. Yes? Passion is essential to kindle that fire in our heart. And Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused, helpless, like sheep without shepherd. He would not have compassion till he, he wouldn't have that love and passion in his heart for people. He would not be moved with compassion or he would not see people the way he saw them. It says, helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He understood how helpless we were. He understood how confused we were. So that's why his heart was only moved to be full of passion. And Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. For even the Son of Man came to be served, came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Again, that comes from the same place. Passion it comes from the same place. Enduring. And can we read Mark chapter 6, the whole chapter? Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all the wisdom and power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and his sisters live right there here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do miracles among them except to place his hand on a few sick people and heal them. Verse 6, and he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from the village to village, teaching the people, and he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast, evil sp to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. 
Wherever you go, he said, in the same house until, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that, that you have abandoned these people to their fate. So the disciples went out telling everyone they met to, uh, to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them anointing them with olive oil. Okay, uh, so this is still verse 13. Anointing them to olive oil. So here, if you see, Jesus gives his disciples an assignment. You see, uh, Jesus gives his people an assignment. He says, go and go cast out demons, do all of this, but everything, all of this, his heart initially, he, he was in a village and it says in verse two, where it says uh, he began teaching. He, he, did not, he did not bother who was, you know, who was there. He began teaching in a synagogue and that came from a place where he had love in his heart, he had passion in his heart. So he did what he was called to do. And uh, for verse six, he, uh, it, it talks about the assignment that he was given and the boldness, you know, the boldness with which we, uh, his people went. So when you're on mission and on assignment, there is a reason and the reason you do it with, it is passion. And when you do it with that passion, you will see a generation that will carry the same fire along with you. So uh, then we move on to verse 30. In verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him that they had done uh, all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles did not even have time to eat. So they left by the boat for a quiet place where, he, where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got, uh, got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. Jesus, can we repeat this? Jesus said, you feed them. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have, to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the loaves and two fish, 
took up, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so that they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover of bread and fish. And a total of 5,000 men, their families were fed. Wow. Where does that come from? Jesus said in verse 37, you feed them. When you are passionate, you will go. When you are passionate, you will do it. When you are passionate, you, you don't have to wait for somebody else to go ahead of you. You have been called. He was passionate. He saw a hungry generation. He was like, I will go. That, was, that is what he was called for. And as his children, that is what we are called for. As his children, we are called to go. There is a verse that says, go into all the world to preach and to teach my word. So, um, that, so passion is something that is contagious to generations. It is something that, you know, we need. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21. In Mark chapter 6, in the ending it said that there were 5,000 men. But in Matthew, he explains that as soon as Jesus heard that the news, uh, the news he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone, but the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. Uh, can, we, can we move on to the last, the 21, 21st verse? About 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all women and children. That's, there were not just 5,000. It, it says plus women and children. So there would have been many, I believe. And when, so, and, and that would not have just men of a same age group. It would have old men. It would have young men. It would have, you know, it would have youth. It would have um, babies. It would have all kinds, all kinds of people, all, all age groups possible. So when he went, when he fed, he did not just feed a age group. He did not just feed a set of people, but he fed a generation. So that, that's what we are called for. Moving to uh, the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's a promise. We claim this promise so many times. We believe this promise so many times. Can we be that generation that we will start as witnesses in Jerusalem, in our own house, in Judea, in our cities, 
in Samaria, in our countries, and to the ends of the earth, across nations. That is what, you know, he said, go into all the world. That's what we are called for. And it not only kindles a fire, but it, it's, when, 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 when we always often, we look at people and we say that because of one man's obedience, there is a ministry that is standing. Because of one man's obedience, this has happened, that has happened. Can we not be people who stop talking enough about all that and can we become people who are, because we chose to, you know, stand for God, it's not about us, it's about being hidden in a, a place where, being that vessel where revival is going to break out, being that weapon where you are being used for God and you, you are nothing but you are shadowed and covered and you are just seeing what God has called you to see and praise Him. Amen. Uh, uh, book of Psalms 145 verse 4. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Let, let us be that generation. Uh, uh, Psalms chapter 44 verse 1. Oh God, we have heard with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us all you did in their days. In, in days long ago. Out there, that's about a generation. It's about, let, let's be people who are going to talk to our generations about what God does. And let our generation talk to another generation about who his God, our God is. And I don't know if this would be controversial to say, but passion is also possessiveness. Jesus was passionate for his bride, for his church, and he was possessive. He, he never let, he, he, he doesn't want, he, uh, uh, it says, he does not want anyone to perish. So it is jealous, it, it carries fire, it, it, it's about sacrifice. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, the second part, where it says, for husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, he gave his life for her. He was so possessive about us, he was so in love with us that he, he just gave himself for us. And Exodus chapter 34, verse 14, you must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. This is not jealousy that we define. This is a holy jealousy. This is a holy jealousy. And he... He always had us on mind. He always had uh, that we don't perish, but we are called into something that, you know, would bring life, that, would, that we're called to go into all the world. And he has a plan to prosper and not to harm. He has a plan to give a hope and a future. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, the world already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. 
if you were to place, if you were to replace word in John chapter one verse one, if you can replace the word word with Jesus, can you can we read that? So it would say it would be in the beginning, the word already. Can you say this with me? In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. And now, if you can replace the word with Jesus, in the beginning, Jesus already existed. Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. Fashion. Fashion. So much. And uh, so, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 6 to 7, it says, Set me like as a seal upon your heart, like a seal on your, uh, on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy as enduring as the grave. Love flashes like the fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. Wow. Can, can, can love be as strong as death? Can, can passion be like something that as fierce as the grave that it cannot, we cannot contain. Passion is a call and it's not a habit. It is contagious. It is something that you pass on. It is something that you stir. It is something that, you, that allows dying to oneself. It, it causes us to bow. It causes us to run and pursue the call. And there is nothing greater than defining Jesus who is passion. So can we just close our eyes and take this time and ask God, God, can you stir our hearts again with your love? You love your bride with a holy jealousy and you still do. And can we have a love that passes on from you in our hearts for your people? that when we evangelize, we evangelize with that passion. When we disciple, we disciple with that passion. When we share, we share with that passion. When we serve, we serve with that passion. When we pray, we pray with that passion. Stir a fire in our heart, God that we cannot contain. With everything that goes around us, we, we don't want to stop looking at the destination. We want to go ahead with that purpose you've called us. We can be urged for a moment, but we don't want to live a passion that is a drive. We want to live a passion that is a destination for us, oh God. We want to live a life that things we are called to, we're going to do with ultimate passion that comes from you, that comes from you, Jesus. 
Let's not hold our affection back. Let's not hold our loyalty back. Let's not hold our commitment back. Let's not hold that honor back. Let's not hold that faithfulness back. Nor are we to hold those prayers back. Let's not hold the steadfastness back. Let's still hold on to faith. Let's still hold on to love. Let's still hold on to hope. Let us not stay where we are, but move to a place that you've called us into. Let's not be people who are going to be held back, but be people who are going to propel, be people who are going to run and not grow weary. Thank you, Lord, for letting us know that what you came for, you came with a heart of passion. And you lived the passion as a calling. You lived with passion for a purpose. You lived with passion that was essential to kindle a fire into generations. You live so that we may, we may come to you. Thank you for drawing us close to you. Thank you for being possessive about your children. Thank you for that holy jealousy. Where can we go? Where can we go? But your feet. And when we are at your feet, we have a revelation of who you are and that draws us close to your heart. And when we are drawing near to your heart, we are drawn to seek your face. Thank you, Jesus. Set a fire 
down in my soul that I can't contain, can't control. I want more. I want set a fire down in my soul. Father God, set a fire in our heart. Stir that passion in our heart. That we're not going to be people who will stop. We're going to run. We're going to run. Let us make a decision. Not out of force, but out of choice. That... We're not letting anything stop us. We're going to run. Not because it's a drive, but it's a destination. We're not here to just believe in Jesus and reach eternity. We're here to take an entire generation, an entire army along. And that includes purpose. That includes following the call. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know why my, I said this in the beginning and I'm saying this now. We don't have answers to our whys. But we sure know that trusting Him makes more sense. I don't know who this is for. We don't have answers to a lot of things that have happened. But let it not stop you. Probably the hurt would look like an arrow that was pierced in, in the heart. Let nothing stop you. Jesus endured. There were many thorns that were poked at him. Many many pointed arrows that were straight put in front of him. The Father in heaven did not answer his why. But at the third, at the break of dawn, he rose. He rose so that we may have life and life in abundance. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' most precious name, we all agree and pray. We hope this week's sermon from Bangalore Revival Center was a blessing to you. To remain connected or to visit us, find all the information on dreamingrevival.com.